The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Jonathan Healy in for Pat Kenny this morning. Should you ever or can you ever stay friends with your ex-partner after a breakup? Is it a good idea or potentially playing with fire? Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist, author of Relationships on the Edge and co-host of the Tough Love podcast. Stephanie, how are you? Good morning, Jonathan. How are you? Yep. We are all very mature people. We we can deal with breakup. We're not going to jump back into bed with them again, I would assume. Ex- but, yep. but, but is is it a bit risky? Yeah, of course it's risky. It's um but there's a few things. I think I think the first thing is really, isn't it, Jonathan, to separate. Is it are we talking about ex boyfriend, ex girlfriend, where where really the relationship was somewhat short term, you know, and where the person is still kind of on their journey, you know, picking to choose somebody that's maybe they're, maybe they're possible forever kind of person. Or is it, is it a, a situation where there's, you've been in a partnership with somebody, you know, a relationship for many years? Obviously, if you have children, the friendship thing is imperative almost, <laughs> or some level of friendship is imperative, but it really depends what you've shared. How long that has gone on for? Do you have children together is a huge issue. And then I suppose why you're keeping it up, you know, why are you, why you're keeping up the relationship and why you're trying to transform it into a friendship. Sometimes that has a really positive reason. I mean, you know, I say it again with the parenting. Obviously, if you're parents, you, you know, if you can build, if you can maintain friendship, all of those things, it's a huge factor. But if on the other hand, you're, you know, you're in your twenties, and I hear this quite a bit and they say, oh, we're friends now, you know, and um, I, I think sometimes they're not friends now. They're really, the romantic interest is still there. So, so somebody is slightly maybe fooling themselves and then it what can hap- get complicated. What, yeah, well, it can. And what happens if one person in the friendship uh, yes. still is a little bit involved? The other person's happily moved on. Grand, good luck and good night. Correct. Thanks for everything, Dave. Yeah. Uh, but the other person is still kind of, oh, I'd love, to, I'd love it. Maybe just, maybe if, if the, just the lighting again. is right. Just to spark. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. that is the risk, isn't it? Of course, that's the risk. And, and, the, and the risk for the person who isn't, hasn't moved on, the risk is not only that they're living in a fog of kind of confusion where they're thinking it may spark again, when really what they should be dealing with is this is over and maybe it's over for all the right reasons. And I need to start investing my energy into creating something new for myself. That's where it's really wrong, isn't it? You know, it's not just the awkwardness of it. It is that actually it has a real impact on the person in terms of how they're sort of getting over the breakup and, you know, how they're planning towards their future. Now, now may I, may I just add there? Sometimes I do see people, I think very helpfully, you know, ending well. And sometimes that's, you know, just when I mentioned breakup there and, and often people kind of extend or they, they, they build a little bit of time in the breakup and they might say, well, let's pause, but let's, let's meet again in a month. Let's oh, meet that's again very, in that's another very month. That's very much, we were on, a, we were on a break like Ross and Rachel. Yeah. Uh, and that, yeah. as we well know, they were not on a break. No, but but that has positives. That's really what I'm saying. That has positives because it allows both parties to feel, well, you know, I need to draw away here. How does this feel? And maybe the feeling of, of, of you know, isn't all related to the person in front of you. Maybe it's related to something else. So it gives people time to kind of crystallize and clarify. But if you if you, if the person is an ex, they're an ex. Largely, I think if you've any romantic interest in them, you are really making your life very difficult if you continue in a friendship. Let's imagine that two people have fully convinced themselves that they can remain friends after a breakup and Mm -hmm. they move on. And one of those individuals has a new partner. 
And, and, and maybe when they're out socialising, hi, this is Stephanie. Yeah, we used yes. to be together, but we're, we're perfectly good friends now. No, it's fine. Yes, I mean, exactly. That's a recipe for disaster, purely because and the other person is going to be given feel? the side eye. Yeah. Yes, and how does that person feel? I mean, if you're a new partner, do you really want your, you know, this this girl's ex hanging around, saying, "Isn't she lovely?" And you know, we had great times. And I don't want to hear about that. I mean, I just feel that's that's sort of an older side of your life. So you do need to move forward. I mean, this is always the complexity in you know p- people having to be friends with ex partners, which has to be the case in uh, situations of of children. And you know, all the disappointment that's in people, all the anger, maybe if it didn't for reasons it didn't work out. But as we all know, sometimes things just don't work out, even if everybody puts in their very best effort, it still maybe doesn't work out. And ultimately, it ends in some kind of break. But, um, you know, the imperative to be friends in those situations has a very good reason, I think. And But it's still very hard to achieve because there's a lot of, there's a lot of disappointment in there, as I say, a lot of anger. And often, this, here's the other point, you mentioned the hopping into bed there at the beginning, so I just thought I'd go back to I, it. I, I went straight to the end game. I mean, there was no halfway <laughs> house there. I just went straight into bed. But but critically, what I'm saying is, and I'm a you know a separated. I've been a separated woman myself in my thirties. And the point um, the point here is that it's very easy to fall back into, if you like, the comfort zone of the physical relationship with your ex partner, even if you have no potential to go forward. It's extremely easy to do that. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Obviously, you know, this isn't a yes or no game. It's much more complex than that. But it is it is that where does it leave you? Does it leave you both a bit confused? Because now you're you're thinking, oh, I thought this was over, but is it actually over? Should I have rethought this? So there's 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 a lot of pitfalls in the situation. It's very important to give some clear space, as I say, some clear air and space between the two parties when you're actually breaking up. And so if you're going to be a a friend with your ex, there really has to be good reasons. There, It really has to be not a case where you're trying to just make it easier for yourself. You have to bite the bullet on these things and, you know, live with the discomfort of what you feel. And then you will find, find after a number of days or a number of week, weeks that something fresh has happened in your life, something new, something that allows your energy goes into the right places. I'm not saying you immediately meet somebody new. I'm just saying your energy goes into the right places. Yeah. That is why hanging out with your ex ain't a great idea unless you've got a very good reason to do so. And obviously children are the very best reason which to is, do so. Which, which is the top of the list. Uh, one last one, Stephanie, yes. that you, you broke up, you went your separate ways uh, and then years later out of the blue, a little friendship request drops into your Facebook or you get a DM on Instagram or, mm-hmm. or somehow contact is made. Oh, it's been so long. Would you like to meet for a coffee? I, yeah. I mean, that, that, that should ring a little alarm bell, shouldn't it? Yes. Well, well, I think there's a few things. First of all, it depends on the age group, right? I, I think I think this is kind of an interesting one that you brought up, Jonathan, because it depends on the age group. Sometimes people have moved on and sometimes they may have, you know, glanced you or you've been on their mind and they come back. So I think within sort of a year or two, two years, that kind of thing, I think that happens a lot in the in the 20s that people have maybe grown up a little or they've changed a little or they've, you know, matured. So I wouldn't see it as an alarm bell issue in that way. I would see it as an alarm bell issue if somebody, if, if that little message dropped in at 2am 
And and if it's a regular thing, which is also something that we hear a lot from exes, you know, they recontact. And I think that's back to the comfort of the sexual comfort of each other, which which can be sort of drawn on and can be wanted on both sides. And it can be tricky, difficult and confusing. But here's another one I've seen quite a lot of is where people 25 years later meet somebody that they were going out with many years ago. And what I have found incredibly interesting about that is to watch these couples, they look at each other as though they are still sort of 25. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're they're back in love with the young girl or they're back in love with the young guy. And I think it has some kind of a, a, a sort of a very interesting dynamic going on where the person has in some ways never aged in their mind. Yeah, well, that is the problem. And maybe in the love even. A slippery slope uh, follows from that point on. Okay, Stephanie, absolute pleasure to talk to you as always. Uh, Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist there.